Support for WIPR's podcasts comes from Brightview Senior Living. Since 1999, Brightview has proudly served Greater Baltimore with vibrant, independent living, assisted living, memory care, and enhanced care. Find a community near you at brightviewseniorliving.com. Who was the only president that has served non-consecutive terms? His name is Lucas Jagger. He really is, uh, he's probably about 25 or 26. You don't really hear much about him. I don't even know who his mother is. Don't do anything that embarrasses us, and let's not make a scene. Make sure we don't drink too much. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Stoop Storytelling Series podcast. I am Jessica Hankin. And I'm Laura Wexler. And this week on the podcast, Obsessions, three stories about people who are just plain fixated. So our first storyteller on this uh, episode is Michael Rosigliano, who has he's told several stories. He is also a Stoop super fan. Yes. Just the loveliest guy. Yeah. I think he might just be a super fan of life. Yeah. He's just so positive and kind and hilarious. Um, and so this is a story that he told. He was the first person to throw his name in at an all audience uh, story slam that we did this past winter at Union uh, Craft Brewery in, in Baltimore. And uh, the theme was obsession. So take a listen. I was trying to think of an obsession. I'm not an obsessive person, but I was trying to think of a few things that drive my wife crazy uh, that I obsess on. And uh, one of them is fantasy baseball and football, which some of you guys probably play. I once, playing fantasy baseball, sent my transactions in while I was getting uh, a collapsed lung repaired in a hospital. So that's how dedicated I was to fantasy baseball. Another obsession that drives her crazy is I love trivia. And I have a, a, a thing on Facebook where I put a lot of trivia out there for people, but I have a difficult time when I'm talking to anyone without giving trivia. So I'm going to give you guys a little bit of trivia. What is the only state in the United States that is bordered by only one state and is only one syllable long? Maine is correct. Who is the only president that has served non-consecutive terms. Grover Cleveland is correct, and let's hope, let's hope that there's not another one soon. Yeah. Uh, uh, what, is, what are the three properties in Monopoly, or what are the four properties in Monopoly that are, are, are bodies of water? Atlantic Pacific, Baltic, and Mediterranean, that's correct. All right, so I'll give you, I'll give you, I want to give you the other thing that I do that is obsessive, that drive, drove my wife, Terry, crazy. I collect uh, Mr. Cards. I collect business cards that have Mr. as the name of a business, like Mr. Donut, <laughs> Mr. You know, Mr. Softy, Mr. I have a serious collection of these things. And I think it started because I was like, because I loved Mr. Potato Head as a kid, you know. So, so I, I started collecting these cards and I would go to places and, and talk to people and ask businesses for their card that were named Mr. And I have a very good collection of these. Some of them like Mr. Muffler, Mr. Manure. You know, and my favorite that I have is one called Mr. Condom, 
which has, you know, so Mr. Condom is my prize Mr. Collection. I have about 500 of these cards, and I have a lot of other items from Mr. of, of Mr. Things. Uh, I don't have, and I wish I did have, autographs of, like, you know, Mr. Spock, Mr. T. That, that would be cool for the collection, but I don't have those. But I do seek out these Mr. cards from places, uh, like if I'm driving on a road and I see, like, Mr. Repulstery or something like that. I don't even know why it is that businesses call themselves Mr. whatever. I think they just run out of names to, to come up with, so they call themselves Mr. whatever. But I, I'm, uh, when I say obsessed, I've, I've actually one time did an illegal U-turn to get a Mr. Vacuum card on the other side of the road that my wife went ballistic about, you know. So, so I, I, I wanted to say that, and one of the things I do is when I get to a, a city that I haven't been in before, I, this is back in the day when there were phone books, I used to open up the phone book, look for all the Mr. Places, see which ones are near my hotel, and go to the places and, and get these Mr. Cards, you know. And, uh, and, I, and I didn't limit it to Mr. I just want to say, there, were, there are some Mrs. cards, but <laughs> rarer, you know, rarer to have a Mrs. card, like Mrs. Mrs. Paul's fish sticks or, you know, I don't know if there's any other Mrs. Mrs. that come to mind. Also, when I visited Guatemala, I got a lot of senior cards. So, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying it's just a stupid collection. And... Uh, <laughs> That I will leave to my family and is worth absolutely nothing. But I am, I am kind of dedicated to it. We've kind of weaned off it a bit. Now we have grandkids. Uh, we have grand twins in our family. And so we don't, uh, uh, we spend a little more time with the kids. And, but if it comes down to a choice between, you know, a Mr. Uh, a Mr. Toddler outfit for Christmas or just one from a regular uh, kid store. We're taking the Mr. Toddler uh, outfit. So, thanks. So, I just love that uh, that his so his 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 obsession is collecting Mr. Cards. And when he first said, "Well, so first off, the story is just it's it's." you're thinking like is it going to be a trivia thing and I remember sitting in the audience being like what is he doing with the trivia he's just like obsessed with trivia and I love that but um so Mr. Cards uh which he's he said he he was inspired by Mr. Potato Head I guess he was he really liked it as a kid so he just likes business cards that are that have like Mr. Auto or Mr. Tire or Mr. Yeah whatever I just it's just such a specific wonderful obsession yeah. Mr. Uh, Frosty yeah Mr. and, oh, and I love I want to think of every Mr. there yeah. is uh, and I love the part when he said that he went abroad and then he started collecting senior cards <laughs> <laughs> anyway he uh, yeah he's absolutely great um I remember the other story he told where didn't he dress up in drag and go on a hike he was trying to win something like he's just all in yeah. for anything he does yeah he's um, totally game for life yeah I love I love that. I feel like uh, that is lacking in me. Like, I would never start doing something just for the fun of it, like m- collecting Mr. Cards, yeah. you know? Well, I think he also has an incredibly patient, uh, supportive, and structured wife who just, like, you know, uh, shepherds him through life so that he can be this crazy, which is wonderful. So, okay. 
So let's take a break and we'll come back with two more stories. Support for WIPR's podcasts comes from Catholic Charities. Celebrating its centennial in 2023, Catholic Charities is the largest private provider of social services in Maryland. Learn more about this movement to change lives at cc-md.org. So this next storyteller is known only as Susie because, yeah. what, she didn't want her last name? Well, it's you... Susie Pampa. She's told stories before, oh. but she just I think she just thought that I knew her name. So Susie Pampa, um, yeah, this is great. No. Just listen. I think my obsessions, um, I thought that they didn't exist, and then I was thinking of the topic on the way over, and I thought, well, the, the society has a, a lot of obsessions, and I was thinking about the impact of the obsession of social media. And then... I totally morphed into my own obsession of social media that I was denying just on the ride here. <laughs> but then when I thought about it, I thought, well, definitely, uh, it's been like a 10-year thing or 12 years because a flashback will show up on the social media feed, and uh, you actually recall either posting that or seeing it. And I said, wow, that's like 10 years of your life that you've kind of been scrolling along. And, um, and I said, well, that's not a problem with me. I'll take uh, I'll take the Facebook off my phone, so I took that off my phone a while back, but it didn't mean I disengaged. Uh, but then uh, it started to get boring. So then I would do these deep dives into strange ex acquaintances. <laughs> they, they weren't really necessarily ex boyfriends or ex girlfriends or ex friends even. They were just people that I knew that knew somebody else that I knew, and then I ended up following their life for like ten years. <laughs> I know they're 10 years because the kid's 10 years old now. I remember when, when uh, they were, had a baby obsession. <laughs> and it's not you. <laughs> anyway, um, so then I realized that uh, that was like a kind of a weird obsession. The person didn't even know who I was. And I could tell you every, everything about their life. So then I decided to move on and morph into a different obsession along the same line. And I became obsessed with um, uh, really famous people's kids. And uh, so I, I picked the seventh child of Mick Jagger. And, and I don't know if anybody knows, follows him, but he's really an interesting character. His name is Lucas Jagger. He really is, uh, he's probably about 25 or 26. You don't really hear much about him. I don't even know who his mother is, but his father is, <laughs> but his father is Mick Jagger. And um, he really is trying to find his way in life. It's hard enough for a 26-year-old 20, anyway, but my heart really goes out to Lucas. I'm serious. He's um, got a sense of style. I'm sure he got that from his dad. <laughs> he gets to go to a lot of the concerts wherever they may be playing, even now. And, uh, and I think um, he's like an introvert, but yet he's constantly thrown into this extroverted world. <laughs> Check him out. He's really fun to watch. <laughs> and um, so then, then I got I stuck with him, and I still check in on Lucas every once in a while. <laughs> But then I really got involved with um, the Willis girls, Bruce Willis's children. I'm not even fan. I'm not even a fan of Bruce Willis, but I got somehow started following his three daughters, and I got really wrapped up in all of their problems. And I just couldn't. And I was it was kind of fascinating to me that they would have two. They were, had a net worth of two hundred million dollars each, each one of the sisters. But they still had so many concerns, and they just didn't really seem all that happy. <laughs> so that was that went into that. And then I said I had to get away from them. And I, uh, I was said, I'm going to pick a, like a normal uh, person that I like and we'll check out their child. And I really am a Kevin Bacon fan, and I wanted to check out Kevin Bacon's family. <laughs> so then I discovered he had a daughter named 
Susie, but she spelled it differently than me. She spelled it S-O-S-I-E, which I never saw that anywhere. I thought it was cute. Anyway, she's doing fine, but she wasn't that interesting. Anyway, my point was that I realized I really did have a very bad obsession. I really did have a bad obsession with social media. And, man, I hope Musk brings it all down to the, like, the ashes. <laughs> and I hope it just goes away because I want to do something else for the next 10. So thank you. This is near and dear to my heart. Yes, As you yes, know, yes, like yes. I go on deep dives all the time, and I... I knew every like star's child that she was talking about. Like I could so relate to it. Like how she became first obsessed with like acquaintances, kids. And then she realized she had been doing it for 10 years. Like that just, that it's such a sobering thing to be like, Oh my God, I've scrolled so much of my life away. And just thinking, (laughs) yeah, like Bruce Willis's kid. I mean, it never even occurred to me to think if Bruce Willis had children, like that's how uninterested I am in celebrities, much less their damn kids. I am. I'm. I'm all. I, whatever the continuum is, you're on the opposite yes. of where Susie and I uh, fall on this. And I just love that she, with the Lucas Jagger thing, like she just, she was really concerned about his like personality and like how he was doing in the world because he's such yeah. an introvert. <laughs> yes, it's so awesome. God, I love. I love. I love that. Um, this next storyteller, Leslie Hardesty, she is the operations manager at a senior care place called Esther's Place here in Baltimore. And what I love about this story is it's not as clear that it's an obsession as the others, but she is very, very intent on being something. So take a listen. So my obsession was in trying to fit in into a group that I was much older than. Um, And it started about five years ago when I stumbled across an ad on Facebook for CrossFit. (laughs) And and I didn't know what CrossFit even was. And when I told people that I was beginning to take classes at CrossFit, they were asking me if I was insane. It turns out I was. Um, so in, in trying to fit in, uh, there were multiple social gatherings that uh, CrossFit would always try to arrange to get people to enjoy socializing outside of the gym, and one of them happened to be an event that happened on the 4th of July. And um, some people never uh, knew that this event happened. Uh, I barely remember it. And so <clears throat> it was a party at, a, at one of the other uh, members' homes, and I remember saying to my partner, you know, whatever you do, don't do anything that embarrasses us, and let's not make a scene, make sure we don't drink too much, we just want to show up, we want to be cool, you know, because, you know, everyone else is so much younger than we are, we just want to be, you know, we just want to blend in. <laughs> so... Um, The party started out great, and I was really being careful about what I was saying and what I was doing and who I talked to and what I said to them and, you know, having the right stance and, you know, looking the the right part for CrossFit. (laughs) So at some part uh, during the night, somebody offered me a vape pen which I had zero experience with. And I thought that the goal was that you sucked on it until the light went out. That's not the way it works. That's not the way it works. So I 
I sat there drawing and drawing, thinking, I am so cool because I'm going to make this thing go off, and realized the light never went off. But my lights went out because about, you know, I blew out this massive amount of vapor, and people looked at me sort of like, oh, shit. And in about five minutes, I realized why they looked like that, because... As I stood there, suddenly this, this sensation came over me that I can only describe as a near-death experience. And it was really important to be super cool now because I knew I was in real big trouble. So I casually looked for a post to lean against, which happened to move. And, and then leaning against it wasn't quite enough, and I just kind of hunkered down. And then I realized if I don't get out of here really fast, there's gonna, this is not going to be good. So I, I said, I said to my, my wife, I said, we got to go. And she's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I, I can't, I can't. Uh, I, we just, we got to go now. So we start up this pathway that I'm just, like, barely navigating. And somebody took one look at me, and they were like, oh, you want to go in the house and lay down? I'm like, yeah. So I go in their house, I lay down, and I'm just, like, dying. And I'm getting, I'm starting to sweat. My blood pressure has gone to zero. I look like a ghost. I think, I'm going to have a stroke. I'm really going to have a stroke. But I am not calling 911 because they are not taking me out of here in a fucking ambulance. Because the only thing worse than being this, this messed up is to have everybody that I g- went to the gym with see me leaving an ambulance. But, yeah, you know how it is with her. You know. So I literally, I'm sweating buckets. People came in and said, is she okay? Because at this point, I've crawled to the floor and I've elevated my feet like you do... For somebody who's in shock, you elevate their feet. I'm laying on the floor, and I'm just dying. And about this time, they announced that the fireworks are about to, to go off, and my wife says to me, I'll be right back. I don't, I don't want to miss this. And I'm like, okay, okay. So she, she leaves me, and I'm praying I don't die. And she, she comes back, and I'm like, okay, I think I've got a moment. I can actually stand up, and I know how to get out of this house and where the car is parked. So if you can help me just get up and get to the car, it'll be fine. And nobody knows what's happened. <laughs> so we managed to get to the car. We managed to get home. I managed to get out of the car before I throw up all over the front of my house. And I get in the house, and the next morning I am just mortified and I'm thinking, I think it was pretty cool. Nobody noticed until, <laughs> until there was a Christmas party not far after that. And, and somebody popped over and said, oh, I heard about that party at Kim and Amy's house. I heard you were really messed up. And I was like, yeah, but I'm still cool. <laughs> story also is something I can relate to so deeply because you go hard I well and I do not like um I like I've never figured out what amount of weed I need as an individual to not feel like how she 
she, how she yeah. described feeling in this story is like exactly yeah, how I feel. You. Yeah, I've been with you when you've done that. I thought you were going to say the CrossFit of it. Like. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't. I forgot about that part of it. Yeah. No, it was just the weed part. Yeah. yeah. The CrossFit thing was, um, yeah, I mean, that is such a culture in the same yeah. way that core power yoga yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dear listeners, I don't know if you've been, you know, but uh, so I don't know if you've been following Jessica's <laughs> journey, her yoga journey. I want a yoga journey. Um, yes, I just want to say that after years of teasing me <laughs> mercilessly for being into hot power yoga, she is now obsessed with it. So, also, I should say, as Jessica's friend, that she is also somebody who's like, oh, I like smoothies from this place. Okay, I'm going to get them every day until I burn out. Oh, I love this particular sushi roll from this other place. I'm going to get it, and they are going to know me by name. And when I call, they're going to know exactly how I like I mean, you just you go. I'm what, else? what else have you gone through? Well, like, right now I'm. That's how I am with tapas uh, teatro. Okay. Yeah, they, right. I'm like the norm okay. for the yeah. <laughs> station yeah. north tapas. Love it, <laughs> love it. Go deep, people. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay. My jam. I'm a Taurus. Apparently, <laughs> that's what we do. Oh, okay. I'm thanks. a Sagittarius. We're just cool. Yeah. Yeah. You're just air signs. It's creative. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks a lot for listening this week. We will be back soon with more stories from The Stoop. Until then, visit us at stoopstorytelling.com to learn about upcoming shows, listen to stories, and please join us in thanking Maureen Harvey for all that she does <laughs> in producing this hey. podcast. Hey, Maureen. All right. See you back here very soon.